This is a St. Jude moment. My daughter's Aspen. She has stage 4 neuroblastoma. We're here at St. Jude to treat her disease. I just want to say thank you. The financial help given here goes a long way. St. Jude saved us. It gave us hope. And St. Jude is like, uh, it's a gift. Donate now at stjude.org slash curingkids. And now it's time for the Ask the Angry Ninja Show. She stopped. She caught me. All right, guys. It's the Ask the Angry Ninja Show. Randomizing. You stole my word. I did see. I like your word. I honestly think it is a good word for podcasting because, you know we do have a basic idea of what we're going to talk about most times, but we go off a lot. And what better thing to call that than randomizing? It's like caramelizing onions, but it's randomizing onions. Focal randomization. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, guys. So we are going to talk about a few things, uh, but we will probably, as she did say, randomize. Because randomizing is a way of life. But we watched a movie tonight. We did. It took us a little while to watch it here, didn't it? Yeah, we, we bought it, but four or five months ago? Something like that. And put it on the shelf and kind of forgot we had it. Yeah. Which is odd, because we are giant Tom Hanks fans. We are. I mean, the dude has played two of my iconic heroes at this point. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Mr. Rogers and Disney. Mr. Walt Disney. And... I've never seen the Walt Disney movie. You know that. Don't act shy. Okay, you're radioing. You, you know what? You're radioing for once. <gasps> I am. I'm so proud of you. You radioed. <laughs> I'm learning, y'all. <laughs> she learned to radio. I'm. I. I she's. Oh. I'm. I am really shocked that you haven't because it's a really good movie. And the movie is. Uh, you give me heart. I give you heart for the random for the radio talk. See that. But the movie he plays Walt Disney is in Saving Mr. Banks, which yeah. is a story of how Walt Disney, you know, be, get, ugh, I lost my tongue for a minute. How Walt Disney got the rights and made the Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins, yeah. And we went really in depth on this one a couple of podcasts ago, yeah. so we're not going to, but it, it, I saw a couple of minutes of it and it, it looked good, but I just. It's on Disney Plus. Not a sponsor. You, you know what, the last one we did, we didn't bring up Disney Plus at all. I got one without Disney Plus. Oh my, my heart's breaking. <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta peel off a little bit of that property. You gotta peel off a little of that property Disney tattoo now. I know. Yeah. Yes, You gotta peel off a little piece of it. <laughs> anyway, but the other one he is Mr. Rogers. And it is called a beautiful day in the neighborhood, which is the perfect title for this movie. Although I was, uh, I don't know if they necessarily complained. Because it was a great movie, but I was surprised in how little this movie was actually about Mr. Rogers. See, I was like that too. Like when it first starts and you have him walking to the door, singing the neighbor song, getting his sweater. I was like all back in my childhood, y'all. Oh yeah. And then as the movie goes on, it, this movie ends up being more about the reporter, the magazine writer. Yeah. yeah. Then Mr. Rogers, yeah. and I wasn't. 
prepared, I guess, for that. Because I was thinking, beautiful day in the neighborhood, uh, Mr. Rogers is on the cover of, well, Tom Hanks, but you know, yeah. on the cover of the movie. I'm thinking this movie is Mr. Rogers. But what this movie really focuses on is how Mr. Rogers would go out of his way to help people who truly needed it. And this dude needed help. And this is based on a true story. Yeah. This guy really did write the article. This guy really was going through stuff. And this really was how Miss Roger was. Although, you know my favorite thing in this movie? What? The transitions. Yeah, because they did it like, you know, in the show. In the make-believe land, yeah. yeah. And every time it switched scenes, like, from one location to another, it literally went to... Make believe land. And like showed his apartment, maybe land, and then showed a little model plane flying to the sky to get to Pittsburgh. It was, it was, every transition was like that. It was awesome. It was amazing. It, it gets you right in the feels. Just that, this is my childhood. This is what I set there on this TV that, yeah. And learn something that blew your mind. What was that? Oh, yeah, I didn't know Mr. Rogers did the puppet. Not all of them, but yeah. His special friends. He, he was actually the one underneath the thing doing the puppets. Especially what they showed him doing Daniel the Tiger. Daniel the Tiger. And King Friday the 13th. Yeah. Which is a great name for a yeah. character. I didn't know he was Daniel. No. But he was. He was Daniel. that voice, I would have never thought I was Mr. Rogers. And I was like, Mr. Rogers was Daniel. Oh. Yeah. Just, and you learn a lot about Mr. Rogers. Um, And not as much as I thought I was going to learn. Right. And they even had to throw in. I know this was just a throw in. About how he wasn't a Navy SEALs. <laughs> yeah, right. Because when we first talked about this movie, I thought I was going to go into how he pretty much made the children programming. Right. They didn't really get into that all. They showed, like, clips of him, you know? Right. Um, But there was no audio behind his moments no. there. So I was a little bit shocked about that, and I thought that would have been really, you know, good in the movie, because even though they were focusing more on the magazine writer, I thought that would have been something, you know, but they didn't. It didn't, and literally at this point, it kind of felt like it, it, it was even after he quit the show and came back after three years. Like, this seemed like it was more towards the end of the Mr. Rogers yeah. run when they did the, kind of set this. Yeah. He was already the famous Mr. Rogers. That's why he was getting the article written on him yeah. because he was already considered a hero. And he was. I mean, he may not have been that Navy SEAL or whatever, but he helped a bunch of us through some times when we were little. And it was okay to be sad or mad. It was okay to have that imagination. There's nothing wrong with you for, you know, believing in things. And Mr. Rogers walked a bunch of us through that in life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even though it may sound stupid, he was on TV, but having a grown-up tell you, especially when you're a kid, that it's okay these things are happening. It's okay you're mad or, you're, you know, you're being called weird because you have a great imagination it made you comfort and almost like he was your friend. Because Mr. Rogers was your friend. And that was the big thing I took away from the show was one of the, the things he said. It was one of his quotes. I imagine it's in the article. If we can find it. I actually do want to find a copy of that magazine. Mm -hmm. I imagine it's very hard. I'll take a reprint. I don't care. Mm -hmm. It was Esquire magazine. Yeah. With him on the cover. I really want that. I want to read the article. 
and own it, even if it's a reprint. Anyway, sorry, sidetracked. Um, that whenever he was looking at the TV, he wanted the child watching to believe that he was looking right at that child and helping that child in that moment with whatever they needed. Mm -hmm. and, and when you watch the show, there is all those moments where he's really looking at the screen and it made you feel that way. Yeah. And it's amazing. And his memory, he remembers everything. It's amazing. So, yes. But I did like the fact that they put, they did make a point to put in there about how he would stop pretty much production for hours and hours for like the Make-A-Wish child or whatever to make sure that child was comfortable and, you know, actually interact. It wasn't like, a, oh, here's a picture. Let's do this. Let's do that. Bye. All right, skip through as many as possible. Yeah, yeah. it was, I'm going to take my time. I'm going to make sure that you're comfortable. I'm going to try to help you while you're here. Which actually led to one of my favorite jokes in the movie. Yeah. He delayed production 73 minutes getting this one kid to talk. And they finally had to break up the kid and got the hug and made the kid feel better and all that good stuff. And they went to start shooting again. And then he noticed the magazine writer author or whatever the journalist there and he literally stops like mid-shoot and like mr law you're here and he comes out and the director leans over to one of the assistants or producer goes we can't fire him can we yeah <laughs> no you can't fire mr rogers yeah. Yeah. and then the subway scenes and all the previews where everybody in the subway starts singing the yeah. neighborhood song yeah that one almost made me cry a little bit a little bit a little bit I like the fact in this movie, though, that the writer at first was literally trying to find a way to tear down Mr. Yeah, Rogers. make him not as what he seems. Right. Which, There's something wrong with him. But he couldn't. Mr. Roger really was that guy. But, and it's going to sound weird, but you know one of my favorite conversations in this movie? Hmm. Wasn't with the reporter and Mr. Rogers. It was with him and his wife. Oh, when he broke down. And he asked his wife, well, you know, is there anything wrong with him? And she goes, sure. He has his temper. He has his days. He has his moments. But he has found his way to work through them. And he tries every day to help someone else. And he writes thousands and thousands of letters every day. And he's done this for years. Yeah. Because that, that conversation took Mr. Rogers from, oh, he's just this high, you know, greater, better than everybody. And it brought it to a moment where, okay, Mr. Rogers had all those issues like us, but he worked so hard. And it's possible for all of us to be that great of a person. Mm -hmm. And because he, he asked the wife, how do you live with um, the saint Mr. Rogers? And she literally tells him, I hate that. Because a saint means you can't achieve that. And that's when she goes into the, he has these issues, but he works on it, and everybody can do that. And it just gives you that, okay, so as a world of horrible people, maybe we need to go back to the Mr. Rogers, and we all need to strive to be that, work on our issues, and admit we have them. Because we all do. We do. We do. I have anger issues. Let's be honest, I'm a gingy. But... <laughs> Honey, you do not have anger issues. Mm-hmm. I'm like the joke. I'm just saying, you're way past anger. <laughs> yeah. You have murderous rage issues. Yeah, I do. And I have, you know, but maybe we should, you know, remember that we all do and do what we need to to work through that so we can be that better person and 
make the world a better place because the world is kind of crappy. It is kind of crappy. Hopefully it gets better. Hopefully. Hopefully everybody watches this movie and goes, oh, I should not be a crappy person anymore. You know, let's work on It's not saying be Mr. Rogers because that man was great. You know what? If you really think about it, when Mr. Rogers went off air, it's when the world started getting crappy. Right. I think there's a connection. I think the world needs more Mr. Rogers. We need a re-air. Reruns. That and Mr. Wizard. <laughs> the non-science guy? Not as good as Mr. Wizard. I don't know Mr. Wizard. Mr. Wizard. Oh, I'm going to have to find it. It was an old... I do believe it was on Nickelodeon. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, you know all those little science kits we buy for the kids? The stuff he can do at home? Mm -hmm. This was the guy who would do these experiments like on his kitchen counter... And they filmed it, and it was all stuff you could do at home. And some of the experiments were s simple and silly, um, but it explained science. And some of the stuff was really cool, like launching rockets into the sky and stuff. And basically, it was an at-home science kit, but it was an older gentleman, Mr. Wizard, teaching you how to do it. That's neat. It, it was. I loved watching that show when I was a kid. Um, I even tried the ice cube one, and uh, it worked. What ice cube one? So, if you fill up a glass of water with ice in it, and you fill it to the absolute point where literally it actually creates a little curve of water over the top, to where, like, if you just nudge it, water's going to spill. Right? And you put, then there's ice in it. What's going to happen when the ice melts? It's going to spill. No. And everybody got that one wrong. It's because of displacement and evaporation. As the ice melts, it replaces the space that it's in, and the evaporation happens at the same time, so it stays perfectly balanced. Okay. Right? I learned that when I was like, nah. I was like, we need to go back to that then. Now, there is a different, there is a very important key though. Mm -hmm. You can't have the ice poking out of the water because if the ice is poking out of the water, then it will spill. Yeah, because it's not. It's not displacing itself at that point. It's extra. Yeah. So, if you try to do it with your knees, it'd be so extra. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So we watched that movie. And it was amazing. I love that movie. And then we watched, well, I didn't watch all of it. I watched one or two scenes that made me question 80s music yet again. And that was... The Croods 2, The New Age. Yes. Um, we won't discuss what we paid to watch that movie at home. But it was cheaper than a theater ticket. Mm -hmm. And Lord knows, you could watch as many times as you wanted for 48 hours. That's the thing. Oh, wow. Um, I think he put it on repeat, which I didn't even know you could do with that service. I, I don't know. All I know is I heard that movie so many times. Oh, uh, you liked it. I did like it. It starts off sad, though. Was it a Disney movie? No. Uh -huh. It was DreamWorks. Okay. No, it starts off with why... I don't know if you watched the first one. No. Oh. Um, did you watch any of it? Do you know who Guy is? I, I know he's in the second one. Okay, so the character Guy mm -hmm. in the first one, um, Eep and him find each other because she's allocated where she's not supposed to, and she's climbing and she finds him at the fire, and that's how her and him make, meet because he make, creates the fire. So there's sparks in between them? Yeah, they're <laughs> engaged or whatever. But. In the beginning of the second one, you find out why that fire is so important to him. And why he's traveling and why he's alone, really. Because he was looking for his family. I caught that from a little bit. Well, no. He's searching for tomorrow. Right, but that's really where his family is, isn't it? No. 
Okay, I misunderstood. Yeah. Um, in the beginning of the movie, you see this young guy. <laughs> yeah, his name's Scott, but he's probably about, I want to say maybe eight. And uh, he's crying, he's talking to someone, and it shows his parents are stuck in tar. Oh. And they can't get out. And they tell him to turn around, don't look back. And there was, uh, I think it's the sun going down. This is a kid's movie? This is how it starts. The sun's going down. And they tell him to just keep searching for tomorrow. And that's why he's always searching. And he doesn't like the dark because, well. Yeah. So that's why that fire is so important to him. And then it moves into the sillier, more friendly part. Mm-hmm. And he finds, you know, the family that lived next to him as a kid. And that's where it goes, yeah. And, and the, isn't there a little area, they, don't they call it tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. So when they said go look for tomorrow, they weren't just saying go look for tomorrow. They knew. Yeah, Um. he looks around when they meet the other family. And he goes, this was the tomorrow that they were talking about. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's a good movie, but it explains why he... So attached to his fire, why he's so uh, set on moving and looking for tomorrow. You know what this reminds me of? You say Disney movie. <laughs> it does remind me of a Disney movie, but more specifically, there's more to the story. Did you ever see the episodes of The Simpsons with Finding Nemo and being involved? What was it? Okay, I think they used a generic version of Finding Nemo to make the point, mm-hmm. but um. His friend, Milhouse, mm-hmm. the really scared kid. Yeah, I know Milhouse. I know the Simpsons. Okay. Well, not, it's not just for you, honey. Yeah. We're talking radio. Um, he's always really I'm scared. He's sensitive. They're watching Finding Nemo. <gasps> yes. And the mom skips the first chapter always, right? Yes. He literally starts with a child Nemo. And he goes to put it in one day by himself. And sees the beginning with the mass murder of all the fish. Yeah. And it destroys them. I remember that. Like, a, that, that's kind of what this reminds me of. It sounds like that part of the movie you should probably skip. Right. <laughs> Before you let but, the kid watch it. And all the Simpsons are. <coughs> <coughs> so maybe it was actually Finding Nemo, since it's all owned by the same company now. Yeah, in my Yeah. But yeah, that sounds like something like we could skip this part. The kid don't need to see this part. But it is an important part. Not to an eight-year-old. Actually, our kid loved it. Well, our kid's a little on the edgy side as it is. Well. I'm going to show him Pumpkinhead next year. No, you're not. Eh, we'll see. But yeah, it was a good movie. I'd watch it again. I mean, it sounds like a good movie. I just had one problem with this movie. You didn't watch either of the movies. How do you think you problem with it? It's not necessarily a problem and it did make me chuckle but the thunder sisters oh when they gotta save the boys oh and the music like it's the worst 80s hair band metal ever oh there's a scene where they all the girls come together and unite as one and they must change their names and they give them all special nicknames and slaps paint on their face and they come in and as they're coming in for the last battle, at one point for each one of them, it pauses while their individual 80s hairband music is playing and says their name. Yeah. It's, it literally looks like an old 1980s music video. 
it it's hilarious it was hilarious i'm like you really had a pop with it oh it was hilarious oh i loved it it was oh and nicholas cage's voice always annoys me really yeah he's a great actor but sometimes it's just his voice and it's fun cringe sometimes his voice just irritates me I can just suspend it most of the time when I'm watching this movie, especially if it's a movie I like, like National Treasure or The Rock or whatever. But something about his voice to me is like nails on a chalkboard. Hmm. Which isn't his fault, it's just the way he talks. Maybe it's because the first movie I ever saw of his was Valley Girl. Probably. Oh, so bad. Okay. So that is the two movies we watched this week. And they were both good. Yeah. Just if you're going to watch a Beautiful Dead Neighborhood, don't be expecting um, a lot about Mr. Rogers. You're going to learn a whole lot about a, a writer you didn't know existed. Yeah. But a good dude in the end. Mm-hmm. He's trying to be a good dad. Even though the movie starts him punching his dad in the face, whatever. He kind of deserved it. Kind of. Kind of. Pretty much. All right, honey. This seems like it might be a little bit on the shorter side of an episode, but that's okay. Unless you got something you want to hit me with. I thought we were randomizing. I am randomizing, but I just randomized my brain in the tired land. I don't know if you noticed. But I did a lot of talking. And it put me right to sleep. <gasps> oh. You know, I got the divorce letter to prove that. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. I know their number. You probably do know their number because it was the same attorney we used for something else. Yeah. <laughs> Odd combination of things she does, isn't it? Nope. She brings families together and takes them apart. Yeah. What is your specialty? Family services and divorce. What? Yeah, we help bring them together and then make sure that you want to stay that way. Yeah. Great lawyer, though. I'm going to call the first. I want her on my side. She's vicious. They think I'm part of the family. Well, no, I I love you too. Like I went all sweet with it. Yeah, uh, she wants something. She does. I don't know what it is yet, but I'll find out. Yummy. Yeah, because you'll tell me because you want it. (laughs) It's probably chicken nuggets. Ooh, chicken nuggets. I'm probably going on McDonald's run after this is over. Aw, baby Yoda. Cheeky nuggies. Cheeky nuggies. Okay, and just to let everybody know, um, we were really slow to the party on The Mandalorian. Well, it's because every time I was ready to watch it, you were at work. Yes. And then when we were together and watched it, the kid would go, no, you can't watch that without me. Right. And then we all had work and school and then yes. can't watch. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, we were trying. We were trying. Um, um. But we finally, finally, and uh, you can tell we're behind, watched the first episode of The Mandalorian. Yes. And, uh, amazing. I'm really on Mandalorian side, and I can't wait to see more of the baby Yoda, which isn't Yoda, it's Groku, I know that, thanks to memes. And I'm avoiding oh, all this. Baby Yoda, right? Um, so we will be talking about this show in hindsight. Um... And, yeah, we'll be doing that. I got a question. How did you feel about the robot bounty hunter that was a horrible disaster? Funny. Like, 
Like, the one that's impervious and the best shot, like, I'm just going to walk in. Oh, I failed. I'm going to self-destruct. What? Wait, what? Yeah. If you had listened to the other guy, you wouldn't have failed. And you're going to, no. But he gets it in the end. That's all that yeah. matters. Because he was going to kill. The baby carriage. Which, at 50 years old, you would think would need to be in a baby carriage. Just throwing that out there. He's so cute. He wouldn't be taken care of. Right? I can't wait. And apparently at one point he eats some form of chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggies. I haven't seen this yet. We were only literally on the first episode. We're going to watch. We, we've instituted a rule of uh, Mandalorian Sundays. Yes. Until we get caught I think up. it should be Mandalorian Mondays. Um, I wouldn't. I don't think I might do Mandalorian Mondays. But we play D&D on Mondays. That's true. Yeah. That's the problem with, with that. It's D&D day. We're nerds. We are nerds. We're giant nerds. That's fine. My, my 40th birthday's coming up. What do I want for my 40th birthday? A D&D birthday party. I want a Dungeons and Dragons themed birthday party. And you know what? At the end of the birthday party, you know what I want to do? What? Play, Play Dungeons and <laughs> Oh, yes. That's exactly what I want. I think we should just stick with D&D instead of saying the whole name because... That might be copyright. We may sue. No, they actually allow people even to do a whole podcast about the game because they see it as good advertisement. Oh, that's very nice. Right? Well, I mean, it's kind of hard as long as you use imagine. Now, you can't use their copyrighted stories, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, I get that. Yeah, you have to make it in your own stuff, but they let you do it. They're yeah. actually really cool. Wizards of the Coast, for real, um, they created the D20 system mm-hmm. and... Which made it D&D easier because second edition D&D was ridiculously complicated. Mm-hmm. And they created the D20 modern system. And rather than saying nobody else can use this, they, they, they put it out for free. I mean, it was kind of hard to stop it. But they even allowed it to be printed in other books that was not owned by Wizards of the Coast. Like, anybody can use this. We don't care. That's, that's nice. Yeah, it was good because, let's just face it, I don't care what role-playing game you love to play. If you're playing pen and paper role-playing... The, the the standard the gold standard for that kind of game is Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Um, I love D twenty Modern. That's a lot of fun. Um, I always want to play Warhammer. I just don't have it in my budget because <laughs> those figures are expensive. But whenever I think about a, a role playing game, and I've played, I've, I've played Mass Vampire the Masquerade. I've played D twenty Modern. I've played. Eat all zombie or eat all flesh, which is a zombie game. I've played, I played a lot. Yeah, I played a lot. Um, I played Pathfinder. I always am going back to Dungeons and Dragons. Always, always will. And a lot of people like that. I do want to get on one game. I just don't know how I'm gonna do it. Huh. There's a dude who's been playing with the same group of people for thirty something years. At this point, they're playing the kids of their characters. <laughs> characters. Okay. And it's the same world. And you gotta see this video. Everybody look at this on video. A 30 year D&D game. This dude has turned his entire house into play sets. And when I say play sets, that's not really true. Recreations. Castles. Figures. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, you're you're hiding in shameful. No, I'm fucking something. Uh, get off your phone. It's, it's radio time. Radio time. It's my radio show. I will always think of this as my radio show. Actually, at this point, I think of it as our radio show. Because you're really... I was losing motivation, and you got it back for me, and thank you. Because I'm awesome. You're awesome. All right, I love you. 
All right, guys, we are getting out of here. You guys have a wonderful ninja night. Bye. All right, this is some just listening from the Angry Ninja. It's the Slightly Off-Key podcast. Slightly Off-Key. Angry Ninja approved. My boy Porkchop and Mitch putting out the good stuff. Funny. And to be honest with you, it's a little bit off-key. But it is good times. And it is ninja approved. And also... I approve. Ninja wife approved. Now, I'll be honest with you, a little bit heavy on the language on this one. So maybe not family approved. Not ninja family approved. But definitely adult ninja approved. Good times for all. That's the Slightly Off-Key Podcast. Everybody should check that out. Bye. Alright guys, that was the show. And if you want to talk to the angry ninja, the ninja wife, battle, or even, on occasion, the conscript, there's a couple ways to do that. Do you remember what they are, ninja wife? On Facebook. On Facebook, search for Ask the Angry Ninja Show. There's a whole page dedicated to us. On Twitter. At Seaman2342. Uh-oh, she drew a blank. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. There's the email. Yeah. Um, AskTheAngryNinja at gmail.com. And also on the Facebook, there's a link where you can record an audio message in question. And we'll, if it's real good, we'll even play the audio message on there and answer your question. And, yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Be kind. Please be kind. She pretends like she's sensitive, but she'll stab you. She don't really care. I am sensitive. No. And thank you for joining us, as always. Alright, everybody have a good night. I hope you enjoyed the show. Bye! Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head, comb it over, wear a hat? Just stop. This is in 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration experts, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts SAVE to 203203. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text SAVE to 203203. That's S-A-V-E to 203203. 92% of households that join Peloton early in the year are still active a year later. Yeah, if you like cycling to EDM. Not just EDM. Try cycling to Broadway hits, take a scenic hike in Iceland on our treadmill, or row to some 80s jams. Because I have so much free time. Whether you have 30 minutes or just five, Peloton can fit any schedule. 92% stick with it. So can you. Try Peloton tread, row, or bikes risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only. Not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial.